<laughs> so stupid. The Seahawks are 5-0 at MetLife Stadium. They might have to rename it to Metcalf Stadium after he scores three touchdowns on Monday Night Football. You like that, Sam? <laughs> no, I did not like that one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, this is how we're going to get this podcast going. You guys know what you're in for now. So stupid. One of the weirdest stories of the year for the Seahawks is after losing our two top offensive linemen in Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross is that the offensive line has nearly been flawless. And Geno Smith has all the time in the world. Yeah, it's that weird thing when you lose like your best player in sports event. I think Bill Simmons, you know, the pod father calls it the Ewing theory. This is not quite the Ewing theory saying, but you're right. You lose something really valuable and you get better. It makes no sense. Fuck it. I love it. <laughs> you're listening to the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. I'm Sammy and with me as always is my older brother, George. Your favorite place to be a fan of Seattle sports. Now let's get this party started. Oh, no. Are you ready? I am ready. You're ready. Welcome on into the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. It is an exciting time in Seattle sports because you have the Seattle Mariners in the playoff race and you have the Seattle Seahawks who are now 2 and 1 looking to be 3 and 1. Uh before we get into what we're talking about today, I just want to say I'm Sammy and uh, with me as always George or George on Tap. And uh Let's get this rolling. We are talking Seattle Seahawks today. Um, we're going to also put a podcast on the feed, a Seattle Mariners one, but you'll notice it's me talking by myself and George talking by himself. It's all because there's a game going on in a few hours today. So we're just going to pop out two of our last videos from our YouTube channel at Seattle on tap. So if you want to watch them on YouTube, it's at Seattle on tap or it'll be in the descriptions here. Um, and, or you'll see it on uh on YouTube or the podcast feed. So enjoy that. And uh, we'll probably talk some more Mariners, George, as the week goes on. If, if things go the right way. Well, yeah, that's all we can hope for. Yesterday was a nice little uh, injection into our veins of what playoff baseball would really feel like. So let's hopefully get into it. I hope so. Um, But in the meantime, the Seattle Seahawks is what we're here for. And the Seattle Seahawks are two and one going to New York against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Um, The Giants are favored in the game, according to Vegas, which I was actually a little surprised about because, you know, Saquon Barkley was questionable and all these different things. But the Seahawks team has seemingly fought off the worst injury bug I've ever seen in a long time. Like, we lost a lot of our top talent in the first couple weeks um, and had to deal with that. And we've still found a way to come out 2-1. and And uh, I think... I'm going to give you my biggest conclusion so far before we even get into the New York game. Last night I was watching the the Lions game and I was thinking the Lions literally are a team that like went into Arrowhead and won a game, went into Lambeau and won a game. And the Seahawks went to their house and won a game. And I think the Seahawks outside of that game against the Rams, or as you would say, you know, maybe if it's just Sean McVay out coaching Pete Carroll, whatever it may be, the Seahawks, that Lions win yesterday even confirmed more to me that the Seahawks team is actually better than, way better than what week one showed. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of uh, week one, Lions primetime, Lions primetime against the Packers again this week. And speaking of primetime, the Giants are going to be playing their third primetime game of this season. Seahawks won. I, I, I think America is tired of the New York Giants on primetime right now, just to say the least. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's too much Giants prime time. The Lions make sense. They were like everyone's <laughs> darling. No, exactly. So I mean, this is our first prime. We had what two primetime games this year for the Seahawks? Oh, multiple. We got or is it three? Thanksgiving game. We have okay. Dallas on. Uh, I think it's the following Thursday night football after Thanksgiving, or the one before it, or it's a, or it's a Sunday night or a Monday night. I don't know what it is, uh, and there might be a fourth. Okay, know. but yeah, I mean it's fun, man. You know, there's nothing better than Monday night football. I know Sunday night football is fun too. But I feel like Monday night is even better. You finish up the week, you have to anticipate, and then Monday night comes, and you get the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night football, and it's it's going to be fun to watch in New York. And I feel like MetLife Stadium in general has just been a good place for the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, we won the Super Bowl there. We beat the Giants there, I think, before. We beat the Jets there before, and now we got them on Monday Night Football and at MetLife. Yeah, Um I guess it is a good, pretty good place for us. I mean, it'll always technically be a good place considering you won the Super Bowl there. So I feel like that that will forever be a thing. Although the Giants have not been a team that, oh, that's really loud, brother. <laughs> Sorry. I had to pause really quick because uh, George was smacking his keyboard. But I was telling him that we actually are not, you know, we maybe we've been good at MetLife, but we did lose to the Giants like a year ago or two years ago with Colt McCoy. So the Giants wasn't always yeah. maybe the, the, you know, the last couple of years, the best scenario, but MetLife, we did win a Super Bowl, So we'll always be somewhere special. Yeah. And we're five and O in our history at MetLife stadium since it opened in 2010. We got three, three and overs to Giants there. One and O versus the Jets and one and O versus the Broncos, obviously in the Super Bowl. What, what, what year did you say it was open? 2010. I'm going to have to say it despite, you know, it's not that impressive. Those teams have been very I bad mean, for the last 10, yeah. 15 years. Well, <laughs> when, well, actually, when was the Giants' last Super Bowl? Were they? Uh, Super I'm Bowl. not sure. But yeah, it still. doesn't matter. But still, yeah. But still, it's really hard anytime if you go you across If you try country. to argue with me that the Giants have been, like, great over the last 10 years, like, after that Super Bowl, 2012 was the last one, I believe. And then ever since then, they've the Giants and Jets have been known as two pretty low quality franchise recently. It's yeah. still impressive. I'm not saying it's not impressive. Yeah. It's on the road in New York. And that's like, yeah, that's all I was saying. Country. It's impressive because it's a cross country road trip to New York. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I was not looking for an argument. I was just saying that they, those franchises suck. <laughs> they do. Cause until now, Brian Dable has done a good job. Aaron Rodgers wants to play with the jets, but yep. they actually are looking like two teams that are very questionable again. Once again, always they have, they maybe have some bad luck. Maybe they should get thrown stadiums. I'm a big that fan. Would, I'm not a not a big fan of the sharing stadiums like the Chargers and the and the Rams and them. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it ruins your mojo. Yeah, you should not have it. Hey, well, especially New York and Los Angeles, the two biggest cities in this country. You think they have room for two stadiums? They don't have to share stadiums. Yeah, I mean, at least SoFi, I feel like is a beautiful advancement in the stadium world. MetLife's really nice, but it's not like. It doesn't seem like anything that special. George, you know what J.P. Crawford said, right? Uh, he said something about see you manana. And he said, let's fucking go. So we decided <laughs> to drop some shirts in our merch store. Santshop.com. S-O-N-T shop.com. We have the let's fucking go shirts. We have the blue ski mask shirts from the Seahawks win. The, the W win glasses from the Seahawks when we have them all Jordan. Yep. 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 We have them all. You got to get them too. And if you check out the shop and there's nothing you really like yet, 
to purchase and support us, then you can put your email in the box there at sonshop.com. It'll be here and in the descriptions and enter your email there to be part of our future giveaways. We're going to be doing some vintage giveaways a few a week. So get on there uh, and support us in any way possible. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Sonshop.com too. So it's like, it's New York. Yeah, exactly. let's, make something, let's make something as cool as SoFi and like then find exactly. one that's cool. That's why I was, there's an article that came out today and this is a little bit off topic, but they were talking about who's going to host the World Cup final in 2026 here in the United States. And now there's three finalists by FIFA and it's AT&T Stadium in Dallas, SoFi in Los Angeles and MetLife in New York. And I think New York is only one of the options because it's New York City. But if you're going to talk about coolness, like you've been to SoFi and you said it was just like remarkably good. That's probably who actually deserves it. Well, there's different reasons it's not about the stadium i think really it's about also the uh i was reading that you know it's about who's willing to put in natural grass because it has to be natural Uh, grass. okay yeah the time in dallas or new york you can have like a start that makes more sense worldwide than the pacific time start okay so there was was a lot more uh i feel like that goes like sofi is not willing to do some upgrades but anyways it's beyond the point Uh, (laughs) we've probably lost some seahawks fans on the way right now already so Let's get back to this game. And uh, the Seahawks are or were underdogs. I don't know. The line is moving. I think it almost went to even. But I'm honestly not quite sure outside of being on the road. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you just gave me the stat that they're 5-0 and since the stadium opened. But outside of being on the road, there's not much pointing to picking the Giants over the Seahawks. No, not much. I mean, quarterback. I'd have to give that to Seahawks defense. I probably probably have to give that to Seahawks health. Probably a wash with Saquon out. Uh, Saquon might play. All right, like he's not questionable. It's questionable. Uh, I that's another reason that I don't know why they'd be favored. Like it's not like I I don't see. It smells fishy to me. They're saying he will play. Like it's promising, but obviously there's always like on the field before the game. But still, like my my point is. Forget even comparing their defense. They, they might have the same amount or better talent defense. Like, I don't know. Forget comparing like unit to unit. At the end of the day, the Seahawks have been playing better football than the New York Giants. I mean, like outside of mm-hmm. them being able to come back against the Arizona Cardinals, this would have been an extremely disastrous start for them. Um, obviously, I'm sure the Seahawks, a lot of the tape that they're watching on the Giants were probably during that comeback on the Cardinals to see what, you know, what worked, that was, that was probably the best moment for the New York giants in the season was that second half against yeah. the Cardinals. That's where they got to watch the tape and see what did J- like Daniel Jones, that was his best half of football. That's probably where they're watching to see, Hey, like what did they do there? And how do we stop that? And I think the Seahawks will probably be fine figuring that out. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'm just not quite worried about this game. I mean, there's so many games you go in worried about or you try to find reasons to be worried about. But that, I guess, if I was to say, what am I worried about this game? I'm worried about my lack of worrying because there's another game I had zero worry about, and that was week one against the Rams, and uh, that didn't really quite turn out the way I thought it was going to, to say the least. Yeah, but that I feel like the Rams are a different Love uh, a different scenario because it's an in-division opponent. Right. Um, you play a lot. Sean McVay, if there's anybody, like I know people argue Shanahan, but I won't. 
if there's anybody in division that you could argue is as good or better than Pete Carroll, it would be Sean McVay. Like, you could say Shanahan maybe one day. But right now, the only two people that have won a Super Bowl in our division are McVay and Pete Carroll. McVay did it in his freaking 30s. So he's a great coach. Matt Stafford was coming back, and everyone thought he was washed, and he's clearly not. He's been great outside. I know they think they're one and two, but still, they're like, they, he's been very good. Um, so overall, to me, the Rams, like in hindsight, it makes more sense to lose a game to the Rams than yes. it did week one when we thought they were ass, right? And this game, though, to me, I feel like it's inexcusable to lose this game and start the season two and two um, outside of the fact that it's on the road in New York because I'm not dumb. That's a that's a clear disadvantage always, like, you know, traveling East Coast. But, 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 but having it on a Monday night really does skew the advantage a little less right for new york i feel that's how i feel at least it's not a 10 a.m pacific time start it's a 5 p.m pacific start it's a good time for the body you're well rested like it, 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 there's a lot of advantages to yeah, you the night game. Extra, yeah you're traveling further but it's an extra day of rest so it doesn't really make a huge difference yeah. i think they're gonna be fine um that I, that that's why i was saying outside of that i'm not worried i just think this offense is starting to click Kenneth Walker had one of those, you know, breakout type of games, even though he's broken out multiple times now. But it was like this year's breakout game already. <laughs> um, the offense is already good. And if they just get a little addition of somebody like Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, playing well, like the offense is dominant. And then the defense is adding Tariq Woolen back. They're adding Jamal Adams. They got a lot of other people. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I just got like the worst pickup attack ever, and I was trying to hold it in, and it just, you know, you know that. I'm wondering if this guy's like, okay. Man, I'm like, right, trying not well, to hiccup too hard. On, hey, man, you know, hiccups sometimes. Like, I don't understand how there could be anything in this world that you cannot like hold it. Like, you try, just can't get rid of it. Yeah. You just got to hold your breath. But it was just, I was just making sure you're all right. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Tariq Willen's back, Jamal Adams back. A lot of players coming back on this team. Now, obviously, winning this game would be humongous because you also now are heading to your bye week. And now we can start looking forward to bringing back Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas and a lot of other people. But I actually wanted to bring up that topic. It's been, I don't want to say odd, but like, it's a weird scenario considering the fact that we lost our two best offensive linemen. And then the following two weeks, our offensive line has looked better than it ever has <laughs> with this unit. So it's like, do you just like just let cross and Lucas keep getting healthy until this line just fucks up? I mean, I, I don't have an answer for that one. Cause it's one of those, you know, it's those things where you're just like, this makes no sense. I have no answer for it. I'm just going to go with it. I, I have nothing to say it's like baseball you lose your best hitter or in basketball like there's a, that time where the houston rockets back in 2004 i think lost yao ming who's their best player but went on a 20 something game winning streak yeah you're just like okay that's weird <laughs> like that makes no sense yeah like, i don't i can't I, I just don't understand why that happens sometimes almost like now I can justify it, but it was almost like the Seattle Seahawks letting go of Russell Wilson and then becoming a playoff team the next year of Geno Smith. And you're like, huh. Exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then the Broncos so suck. And you're like, weird. Like, or the most... 2001 Mariners losing Alex Rodriguez and then having the best record in history of baseball the following season. They, they added Etro Suzuki, though. 
I know, but they still lost Alex. Well, yeah. yeah, but yeah, just saying. Yeah, each row was the MVP. So yeah, true. In general, it is it is uh, odd how good the offensive line is playing. But knock on wood, I will not. I don't want to jinx it. It's been great. I would love to see it continue because you could see those last two games, like Geno Smith looking like last year's Geno Smith when he had time. He's hitting receivers, especially DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, um, as always. It's looking great for him. And I, I I can see what this team's building. And then you can see on the defensive end, guys like Devin Witherspoon, who you can see why he was the fifth pick in the draft now. Now, he's not playing perfect, but you're starting to see those plays where he's like, oh, there he is on that moment, you know, like diving five feet forward and tipping a ball to like knock it down on a fourth down. He disappears in games, which is what you want a cornerback to do. Like there's like, there were multiple times where like you forgot he was on the field and that's what you want out of a cornerback because you're not even, not even thinking of throwing to his side. Like yeah, he's been, trying he's to been exceptional. Yeah. Um, you know, and well, they can't do that Smith, once Tariq Willen's back. So true. Well, I got to throw to someone. Yeah, man, yeah. this is going to be. The secondary, you can see what they're trying to build here, and it's exciting. They're trying uh, to build the Legion of Boom 2.0. Now there's some older guys like Adams, Diggs, and Julian Love on the corners or on the uh, safety side. But I think they have something tricky up their sleeve coming. I know Jamal is going to be limited in the secondary right now. Like they're not going to go and put a play him, you know, like every, 100% of snaps. They're not going to use him as a traditional safety, though. Right. That's the thing. And with me, Here's my thing with Jamal. I'm rooting for him, of course, hard, and I really hope he does well, and I hope he plays well. But for me, Jamal's a bonus. That's all. If he does good, great. If he's healthy, fantastic. He hasn't been healthy his whole time in Seattle almost. If he's healthy and good, He, he great. made it through one season. He made it through the first the season. Playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So if he does come back and he's healthy and he's good, thank God, great bonus. If not, like I'm not even going to be upset. Like, I hope he I mean, is for him. I won't be upset. and good are actually two big things here because maybe he does stay healthy the whole year, but maybe he's mm. not as explosive as he once was or not as good as he once was. And the, there's mm. the second option is maybe he comes back and he's fucking phenomenal, but then you're just yeah. like, here's a here's a hurt knee in week, the fifth week of playing. So right, right. the problem is you need, the problem is you need uh, both of them to happen is you need healthy and still good. Uh, but yeah. I do think they're going to use him a little different. I don't think they're just going to have him, you know, hovering as a safety. I think there's going to be a lot of blitzes. There's going to be a lot of like him shadowing fake blitzes and coming off the corner and almost playing like a hybrid linebacker uh, is yeah. what I'm assuming. He's going to be like the definition of a weapon on defense instead of like a traditional player. Like I don't like to compare him to this because he's not this and I don't like to even talk about this guy, but like kind of like the Saints use Taysom Hill. He's not a quarterback. He's a weapon, and that's what Jamal Adams is on defense. Yeah, it's a little trickier on defense how to label that, but I, I understand what you mean. That's yeah. what I meant to. Yeah, this is a good example. No, I know that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah but no, I don't it's like tricky to label on defense <laughs> because, like, what is it? What does that mean on defense? Like, he's gonna be blitzing and play linebacker and safety, sure. But like, yeah, he's he's like a hybrid player on defense. I mean, he's just gonna be doing stuff. Like, I know that yeah. sounds bad, but he's gonna be, you know, that like. Remember Madden, you'd always have the QB spy just standing there. Yes. Like he's going to be like the safety linebacker spy that's just waiting to figure out what's happening in this play and then attack. Exactly. And I, I actually have a feeling Monday Night Football, he plays, he's going to have a big play. I don't know what it is, but I just have a feeling back in New York. I know he played for the Jets, not the Giants, but same stadium. I feel like he's gonna, same stadium. I think he's going to have his moment. I hope so. 
I hope so. I don't know. I, I, I really do hope so, though. I want to see him just come out healthy. Like, my goodness. Like, not only for our sake. Like, obviously, there's the side of sports. We got to look at business, right? Like, we fucking paid him a lot of money. Like, that's one side. But also just for him, like, it kind of sucks that, like, every right. year you step on the field, like, oh, a tore a quad five minutes in. Like, next year, like, oh, pop this. Like, joint this joint's fucked up. Like, as a human being, it actually sucks when you're – I know they're rich. I know this, but, like, it probably fucking sucks to, like, I'd be going through rehab every year. <laughs> yeah, like, I think people forget with this whole, like, injury thing. Like, dude, okay, I'm not going to compare myself to Jamal Adams. My shoulder hurts a little bit right now. Having a hurt shoulder, it hurts. Injuries hurt. Like, they're, it's actually physical pain. And I think people forget that about injuries sometimes. Like, oh, man, he has a bad knee, torn ACL. Feel bad for that guy. But, like, yeah, it hurts to tear your ACL. Like, it actually, like, probably really hurts bad. Well, it's not that people say feel bad. I was talking about the opposite. I'm talking about people that say, he's fine. He has a lot of money. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I know. about I think those people. people. <laughs> but I, I feel like people also forget it actually is, like, physical pain. Like, I think they forget sometimes, like, injury can't play, like, but I think people forget, like, it actually really hurts. Yeah, like, it's not fun. It's, it plays yeah. a mental role, too. Like, you know, Absolutely. I mean, you go from being a fucking superstar athlete to, like, I'm on crutches and I can't walk for six months because I had a hip surgery or, like, a, a quad ripped. Like, it sucks. It's not, not I always also, like, wonder, like, how mentally strong are these guys to, like, for example, if I had a torn ACL, right? I, there's no way I'm eating healthy enough for eight months to come back with a six pack. These running backs with like, like Saquon Barkley tears his ACL, comes back jacked. Like, dude, you had a torn George, ACL. That's pretty. If impressive. I paid you twenty million dollars a year, you'd be fine eating healthy food for six months. <laughs> you know what, Sammy? You're absolutely. There's your correct. answer. If I tore my ACL and I'm having trouble paying my bills because I can't get up to work, yeah, I fucking be eating, drinking, smoking. <laughs> that's okay, different. fair. That, that's very fair, Sammy. Never thought of it that way. Yeah, it makes it makes things a little simpler, at least. And top nutritionist, and top physical therapist, and top doctors, and top trainers. That also helps. A little bit of everything. Anywho, big day. You have a Mariners game today. You have the Seahawks coming up. Do you have anything else? That you yeah, the, the Washington Huskies. That's um, not what I was talking about. I was talking about between the Seahawks and the Mariners. Do you have anything up to bring up? No, but like, what's wrong with bringing up the Washington Huskies? I it just didn't ask that. I was saying, see, I was just, I was first, I was asking anything between the Mariners and the, yeah. and the Seahawks. See, the way you phrased that to me was this the Seahawks, the Mariners are playing. Do you have anything else to bring up? That's why I brought up the Huskies. They like something else to bring up. I was like, do you have anything else to say about those things, those topics? No, I think uh, I'm excited for both. Obviously, it's a good time in Seattle sports. Okay. So the answer is no. No. Well, it's a big day still. So go ahead. You want to talk a little Huskies? I mean, not much. I'm just saying it's exciting. Like, Michael Penix Jr. is now the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, according to Vegas. And so many places have, I mean, I saw RG3 put up his like college football rankings and he has this, the Huskies at number one. And like, it's I know that's it's a, it's a little, no, I was going to say it's a little bit getting cute, but a lot of people do believe the Huskies might be the best or second best team in college football right now. And, but we haven't really been tested yet. I don't think Arizona would be the test, but, uh, by week and in the game at Oregon, we'll find out how good this team really is. And if they beat Oregon, I think, uh, you got a pretty clear shot at making the playoffs because I think 
if you beat Oregon, well, you're you going to win. You also need to beat or USC. Yeah, but not necessarily because at the end of the day, a one lo- one loss might get you in. And if you lose to US, let's say you beat Oregon and lose to USC, and you win the Pac-12 championship game against USC, you're probably in the playoffs. Like well, you can. This do- is why the four-team playoff is stupid. And uh, as a as one of my favorite people, Colin Coward would say, look at the top twelve and try to explain to me how it's not better for football to have these teams play each other. Because if, for example, USC beats Oregon, but then Oregon beats Washington, but Washington beats USC, one of them is going to be left out of a Pac-12 championship. One of them is going to be left out of a playoff. It doesn't even make sense. Like that doesn't make you, the, the, there's no actual way anymore, unfortunately, to, this is what my, this is just a complaint. There's no way to actually determine this year unless you go undefeated if you dub just it should be in the playoffs. That's what's tough about this game. Right. And it's um I just feel like as a fan of UW right now, is like you have to assume you you have to assume. You don't it's like that if you want the best chance to make the playoffs, you have to go undefeated. Yeah. Because there's I'll, a way less chance want, if you lose. Yeah, if you want the best easiest route with no barrier to entry, that's the way you have to do it. But this is unfortunately the game we're playing now. So I, I think next year, or the year after is up to 12 teams. So we won't have to deal with this much anymore, except unless you're the 13th team and then you'll be complaining. No, well, they won't because it's like that, that that's, this will but, make more sense. It'll be the top 12. Yeah, teams. It'll definitely, it'll definitely make more sense, but the tw- it's still going to be like a uh, computers, like people voting. So like, what's the difference? You're going to ha- get to a point where it's a two-loss Oklahoma and a two-loss, I don't know, Arkansas, and you're going to have good arguments for both. I guess it's more fair for, you know, than four teams, obviously. But That's it's always going to be better than seven one-loss teams, and we decided, be- even though this team beat this team and that team lost to that team, that we decided. Oh, I, to- I, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. But, yeah, there's always going to be a problem with the system, though. I disagree. That's that's why there's a playoff system in other sports with multiple yeah. teams. Nobody says like, "Oh my god, this year they should have lit in the seventh team." Like, that's just how many it is. If you're not when it's four, it's a little ridiculous because it's like there's could be a five, six, seven that are all the same. But at twelve, yeah, guess what? If your team was thirteenth, tough luck. You should have been a little bit better. But when you're at like five and you have the same record as four, three, two, and one, <laughs> it, that's where it gets harder. So I feel like absolutely with, yeah. with UW like this year. If they really want their best shot, they obviously should go undefeated. Or, like you said, they're going to have to. Well, as USC's in the South. Yeah, so we're can, in the North. They can't lose to Oregon. If they lose to Oregon, they right. can't play the Pac 12 championship if Oregon goes Unless undefeated. Oregon loses. Yeah, like, then, yeah. then you're waiting for dumb shit to happen. Yeah, so that's why it's just unfortunate, right? Like, you have to beat Oregon because then you give yourself, like you said, that chance to, like, if we lose to USC, you can play them in the championship again, maybe. If they make Maybe. the championship, but if they lose a game, then they could be like to Utah, Utah, who might play Utah, who but might be a two-loss <laughs> team, but somehow in the it's so dumb how it works. Yeah, but hopefully we just go undefeated, and I don't have to worry yeah. about any of this bullshit. We'll see. They're good, but uh, I feel like like most Seattle sports and UW football has kind of fell into this realm. Uh, a lot of years of the past is they're pretty good at like having one of those fuck up games. Like lost to Stanford, and you're like, what the fuck? Not this year. They won't lose to Stanford. They don't. Know, they don't play. But you know, it's yeah, like that they, one they game. Do, where you're they like, do play Stanford this okay, year. Well, they're not going to lose th- to Stanford. Yeah. But there's like always that game. It's like, how the fuck did they lose that? Like the one. 
I feel like it happens all the time. It actually happens at Arizona a lot. I feel like for UW, Arizona or <laughs> Arizona State, the desert. Yeah, it happens a lot. So that's where they go from sixty degrees to like ninety degrees, and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh uh, yeah. Now, hopefully they don't do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. I think that's all we got. That's it. All right. We'll be back on. Well, we don't know when we'll be back. They might be back on Sunday night if there's a Mariners making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. We might be back Monday also because of Seahawks. A lot happening in Seattle sports. Yeah, it really is a busy, busy time in Seattle sports. It's kind of fun. It's awesome. I wish we had our Sonics, as always. Me too. <laughs> Could be inching up on uh, basketball season. All right. I think that's all we got. Uh, much love. And uh, George, make sure Sorry, everybody man. likes and subscribes. And... Uh, Leave a review if you're on Apple or Spotify or somewhere like that. And on top of all that, find us everywhere at Seattle on tap. And um, yeah, you know what we like to say? Hey, thanks for stopping by. You're welcome. Well, they should be saying you're welcome, right? I guess you're welcome too, Bo. Peace.